Hey, ladies and gentlemen, you know what it is. Real late on Hot 97. Denzel Curry Peace. is in the building. Yo, it's Zeltron 6 Billy. Uh, what does Zeltron 6 Billy mean? Zeltron 6 billion, you feel me? What? Of course I do. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I know you don't. Nope. <laughs> nah. No, I don't. Um, By the way, uh, so we're a year, like roughly a year removed from when you first came in, correct? Gangster. And they now have announced a new XXL freshman. Yup. What are your thoughts on the new XXL freshman? Shit. I mean, I don't really got no thoughts on it. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, this is this year. Like, there's Is I mean? there anyone you're particularly a fan of on there? Kamaya. I like Kamaya. Yeah, she's pretty dope. She's like, and um, X is pretty like versatile, I like his shit too. XXX. Yeah. Should I like XXX? I mean, you just gotta check his shit out, bro. Like, it's, me, it's worth checking out. It's worth checking out. I ain't gonna lie. He's talented. I know he's talented. It's one of those deals where the the personal stories concern me right from the beginning. So it's made me hard. It's made it difficult for me to want to investigate. And but maybe the story's not true. So maybe I'm yeah. maybe I'm being affected I mean, by something that turns out to not be true. My thing is, was you there when it happened? Absolutely not. Exactly. So you don't know. So you don't know. So wait, wait and see how it plays out. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I definitely appreciate the movement. The, the hair, I want to have a conversation about. I'm not exactly my hair. No, not yours. His hair. Yeah, that that there's, I think there's concern. The blonde, the blonde thing, I'd have some concerns. He's actually about. turning it white. Okay, maybe I like that more. Then. That's what he told me. You know what I mean? And then the other, yo, and this is something that always blows my mind. Like, granted, I don't really. That's not my style. I have no hair. So, but when then I see the other kids who then straight up jack the hair of a new artist, I always find that very weird. It's like, a cult, bro. Yeah, like 16-year-olds are out. I'm like, don't you? That's his thing. You can't do the exact I mean, same thing. I mean, but people was doing that shit with Tyler. You know what I'm saying? True. Everybody was wearing green hats because Tyler was wearing a Yo, green so, hat. Bro, Everybody was... had cats on his shirt because Tyler was wearing a cat no, on look, his goddamn shirt. The, 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 re the re re emergence of Supreme. All that shit, so much of that shit was Tyler. Mm -hmm. Tyler came out, did his style, and everyone was like, oh, we're, we're going to do the same thing. I exactly. Just find that so odd. Like, did you ever, as a kid, who did you, uh, who did, was there anyone that you idolized to that point that you would be like, I'm going to do the same thing? Fucking, uh, shit. Yeah, nigga, Andre. Andre. I wanted to dress weird like that nigga. Like, yeah. But would you do the exact same weird or a I variation? Do the exact same weird? Hell no, because right. I have my own identity. Right. I wouldn't do the exact same shit. Here. You do a different flip on the weird. Yes. <laughs> so what, what, tell tell catch us up on the last year. Like it's it's grown. Um, you you just consistently been getting step by step by step bigger and bigger. The movement spreading. I mean, it's growing. It's growing slowly, but it's growing nonetheless. I mean, listen, you got a you you have a video out with like eleven million views this year. I mean, listen, you're not uh, ultimate has like eleven million views. You're not Ariana Grande. I mean, oh, it's not nah. one point four billion. But this is pretty Shit, good. Yeah, I'm trying to get it up to four. You know what I'm saying? We'll that, get there. We'll number, get there. You know but are you happy? Are you happy with how it's moved? Hell yeah! Like it's gonna move regardless. You feel me? Like a lot of people say, like you know what I'm saying? I'm underrated and stuff like that. And me, I'm just like, okay, I'm not underrated. Y'all just unaware, and y'all just don't like want to pay attention to shit. You know what I'm saying? The underrated thing is a very interesting conversation because there will always be people who say that, and then the your fans fans are weird too because they'll be like, man, you're underrated. But then as soon as you pop and start being rated, they'll be like, man, fuck that. You fell off. You mainstream now. Yeah, exactly. So they want you to really be underrated. They they want to hold, which I get it. I, I was that fan. So I, you want to hold on to people. But at the same time, are you really underrated or do you just not have I mean, a just, smash record yet? Like, it, it, there's different things. I don't think you're underrated. I think people know you're dope. To yeah. me, I think that you have a name now. Your name garners respect. If your name is said and people are like, oh, that kid's good. Especially in this era where... 
We're so filled with famous people who know, a lot of people think they're cool, but people don't necessarily think they're that good. Uh, I feel you. you know what I'm saying? There's a lot you of think people. It's like image. Yeah, it's like oh, they like, got a good social brand. They got a social brand. They got one song. But then there's then there's the people who are like artists. It was like oh no, this is actually a developing artist. And um, to stick with my theme of consistently dick riding Kendrick, I do think he has a big part of that of people being like oh, I'm interested in an artist. Who's gonna be the next Cole? Who's going to be the next chance? Who's going to be, I get it, there's all the people who have a dance. But no, no, no. I think now because Kendrick and Cole have shown you can make a lot of money, that's awesome. The labels now are like, oh, you could be like a good artist and make money. Let's go snatch up some of these good artists. Yeah. That's how it trickles down. It, I mean, it does now. You know what I mean? Everybody's just like, the thing with labels, man, like they just want to sign was like, was hot. You feel me? And then like they dangle shit in your face. Like me, I'm not that type of person where they just like could just dangle something like, you know what I'm saying, jewelry, flash me, all this shit. I don't I'm not sold by that shit. What's what sells you? What sells me shit? My art, you know what I'm saying? Like I fuck with art. You feel me? If you ain't talking about helping me get to the next level with my art shit, you know what I'm saying, with my craft, don't talk to me. I don't care. So you if you were meeting with someone, whether it be a label or a brand, you would want them to be like, hey. Here's what we think we could do that would be great for helping spread your message or helping um, cultivate your art. Look, I'm open to suggestions, right? I'm open to suggestions, but at the end of the day, it's my decision. You feel me? I'm the boss. And it's like two things. You feel me? It's like people go in that mindset like, oh, I got to answer to them. Like, no, you're the boss. You feel me? I could, oh, I'm open to suggestions, but at the same time, like, I don't have to take it. Like, if, if it doesn't, like... If it doesn't backlash or anything or, like, mess up my brand, then I'm all for it and I'll listen. But if it don't have anything to do with my brand, it's just just to get a check, I don't care. Uh, I think that's a great way to do it. And by the way, it's been going well for you. You've been doing – you've been you've been your boss for a long time and you've made it to where you've made it. Yeah. You know, it's just about picking the times when the, someone has your ear who's really worth listening to. You know what I'm saying? And being like, oh, I could see how this could be beneficial. Um, and there are times when you have to push yourselves, right? Like sometimes artists, I've had relationships with artists where I get to a point, I'm like, man, trust me, I really, and, and it can be a foreign thing where they're like, nah. And I get sometimes why they have the hesitation. Yeah. Sometimes it's the right move to be like, nah, fuck that. And sometimes that you get to a point where you're like, you know, let me, let's try something different. But right now, I think things have just been sort of moving in the right direction for you. I mean, trying is failing. You feel me? Facts. Like, but it, it's okay to try. You know what I'm saying? Because you gotta fail at certain shit in order for you to learn that thing. You feel me? So you could be able to do it. It's like experimenting. You have to experiment in order to like do something different. You know what I mean? Great artists experiment. Like, look at Kendrick's album. You see how like, damn, sounds totally different from like the Pimple Butterfly. Yep. Totally different, right? Like. That and, folk, like, and, and he does a lot of weird shit. From, uh, Ali, from an engineering standpoint, they do all kinds of weird experimental shit that other people aren't doing as well. Exactly. Just trying it. Sometimes it feels like, sometimes there'll be a song where you're like, ah, oh, this feels like they're doing too much. You know, I still like it, but it's like, wow, they really tried a lot on this one. Oh, this, so it, I agree with you 100%. Being like, willing to push. I like it. I like the album. Oh, dude. The album, I, think, I, think, I think it turned out to be, I think it may turn out to be his best one. And you know what's crazy, though? At first, I had my doubts about it because, like, I heard Humble, and at the first listen, I was like, oh, shit, this shit hard. Then I started listening to it again. I'm like, damn. I felt like you. You remember how they was talking about the underrated, like, talking about, like, fans wanting their artists to be underrated? Yeah, I was yeah. like, uh, I was like, 
I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm going to like this next album. And then I heard DNA like 16 times before <laughs> the whole album. Like, first, it was the first track I was in. I was in a line at In-N-Out Burger. You feel me? I stopped eating. In the car? I, I don't eat fast food. But, but like, you did then. This was before, did, yeah, right? This yeah. is the end. This is like, if you're this gonna is when end I was it. on my, this is when I was on like a time where I was just like, man, fuck it. I'm going to eat what the fuck I want. Okay. But like, I was like listening to it. I was like, okay, let's check this. Let's take, check it out and see what happened. What is it? What is it? You know what I mean? Her DNA. I was like, what I was sold. That? I was like, man, I'm, I bumped that shit 16 times in the car. Before listening to the whole tape, it was like so, when it was like when Hove and Kanye were doing Paris like twelve times in a row at every concert. You did that by yourself. It, it, it by yourself just hit. DNA did have that instant effect on me. But I'll tell you, my first listen, I kept going, and I was like, some of them didn't move me at first. I thought they were slow. I was like, I don't know. As this is this really going to be great? Maybe maybe this is his worst album. Nah. And, then, and then I kept listening. And I was like, it's just funny. And then I, I now listen to it. Now I find it to be his most listenable, every song listenable album he's ever had. Where like, you're always in the mood for basically every song. And the way it goes, like you get DNA where it's just super up. Mm -hmm. Then by the time you get to love, you're in the zone to want to hear that sort of record. Yeah. And then by the time you get to Duckworth, you're in a place to hear yeah. that sort of. It's, like it's whole hip hop. I got to tell you, I mean, I think that, um, did you spend a lot of time with Coloring Book, the Chance album? You know, I never heard it. Whoa. I ain't going to even flash. I ain't going to even no, sit here and lie to don't. you, bro. Like, if I be like, yeah, I heard Color and Book. Like, no, I didn't hear it. Like, I like Chance. Don't but, get me but, wrong. But, but it's just not an album that you ended up getting to sit and spend I time just, with. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't able to, like, really sit. I really sit recommend it. Like, I really, I tell, I've told a bunch of people that, like, I, the Chance album is, oh, it's a real piece of work. Like, it's a real different, let me put it this way. I am... My wife, I'll just use my wife as an example. My wife is an atheist. She is, she is not into religion at all. This Art. album has God themes throughout almost every song. And my wife is obsessed with this album. Like, it's that good. Like, it's so, even if you're not on the same wavelength as, our, as far as some of the issues go on the album. The like, only song I heard off that album was, you know, No Problems. No problem. yeah. Which is not an indicator of the album at all. Yeah, we actually made fun of that. Me and Ebro used to tease that song a lot. Well, I like that song. It's a great song. I like. We that just teased song. thematically, like really, chance, no problems. Two chains, like fucking snapped oh, on that shit. Yo, two chains. When two chains busted out the PD Pablo line, it, I don't know right how. Here, right here, yeah. <laughs> that shit was such a hard. We get in the blunt. All you do is smoke tobacco. Yeah, yeah. Like, yo, he won that song. Play. Two chains won that record. That was that. He, he had the verse of that song. But um, I love the record with Yachty. It's, it's phenomenal. It's a great record. Mixtapes. Same drugs. The song is about Peter Pan. It's the Peter Pan story in a song. It's, wow. it's incredible. Um, you made me want to listen to this. Yo, shit, man. bro, because I really liked acid rap. I mean, that was the last thing I heard oh, from Chance. Bro, it's 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 elevated. It's the intro, um, uh, you know, with Kanye on it and him rapping about having a kid. The Chance is phenomenal, man. And I actually think Cole is improving right now too. I think Cole. I know a lot of people think I'm crazy for that because they were already obsessed with Cole. And I've always thought Cole was a good rapper. But I think Cole is elevating to another level right now. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited about that. I just I always argue with people because people think that hip hop doesn't have a lot of good shit. And I, I think there's like more good shit than ever. It's when just I, that there's more bad shit also. When I heard everybody's gotta die, that's that's when I was like, okay, I gotta hear what this album's talking about. I mean, don't get me wrong, I liked his previous album than the newer one, but I'm not gonna knock his newer one because that was his project and like the track on for your eyes only. That track, mm -hmm. that shit is so touching. Like I really uh, like that track. Man, he's 
He's tapping into some really cool stuff. Um, how old are you? I forget. 22 now. 22. So do you have, um, as a 22-year-old artist from Florida, what was your reaction when you heard the news about Prodigy? There's no wrong answer here. I'm just curious damn, how it affected you. I was like, damn, bro, because I grew up listening to Prodigy, like Mob Deep, you know what I'm saying, Shook Ones and all that stuff. Survival of the Fittest, Only the Strong Survive, Quiet Storm. Like, I was grew up listening to that. You know what I mean? It was just, a, so So like all of us, his voice was just sort of part of your upbringing in hip-hop. Pretty much, yeah. That's the part that I'm really struggling with. And uh, it's a blessing that we he's around forever. We'll never, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's, he'll never it be gone. It shocked me because my best friend, he put up a post. He put up a post on Instagram talking about R.P. Prodigy. I was like, nah, he can't be dead. Then I looked it up, and he said he died from sickle cell anemia. And I thought to myself, like, wasn't Tupac making fun of this nigga for having that shit? Like, that shit's serious, bro. That's some fuck shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, that's I mean, crazy. But believe me, that thought crossed my mind this, this week when the Pac movie came out. And I thought about the Prodigy thing. And I was like, man, I love, I love Pac. Pac is uh, obviously incredibly meaningful to a lot of people. Yeah. But he is a... If you don't understand that part of Pac is that he was a flawed man, like if you don't get yeah. that part of it, he wasn't perfect. You're fundamentally misunderstanding what he was not a god. Pac was not a god. He was a man, and he knows that. Yeah. We we have made him a god. He was not a god. Pac was a man, and if you want to see the flaws of that man, some of the ways he handled the, the back and forth over that. Yeah. Are perfect examples. Like I remember, even when he brought up the sickle cell back then, I was like, "Bro, you didn't have to bring up." Bro. Was... I mean, I thought it was like I didn't really think it was like serious. I Shit. thought he was just making fun, and then when Sick Prodigy yeah. died, I was like, "Damn, damn that did he did? That. Yeah, oh yeah, she had that shit." And, and, and it's like, crazy because we never I was shocked. Although it's crazy because you know Prodigy ended up sampling Pop in the hardest way. You probably you may not even know this record. You know, not you even. know, Return of the Mac. I know the movie. I'm gonna play you this song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. I'm going to play you the song. Hold on. Because this song, a lot of people may not know this song. And Pro I just thought it was so tight that Prodigy, obviously, time passed. Pac died. I'm sure I'm sure Prodigy made his piece a long time ago. I mean, a lot of rappers did. A lot of people time. did because Pac went at it with a lot of people. This shit right here, bro. Listen. I Eleven Mac 11s, 38, 38s, 99s, 10 Mac 10s, this don't count. I got 11 Mac 11. Quarter Biggie. 38s, 99s, 10 Mac 10s, this never ends. Yeah, it's both of them. So he uses the Pac sample and then he quotes Biggie all from the same freestyle. Both both lines from the Biggie Pac freestyle. My New York ish, Mark D. Queens, New York ish. Orange box cutter, that New York ish. Guzzle the whole bottle, that's a New York sip. My baby mom's from Brooklyn, my New York. Got that coke on Broadway, that New York flip. Hoes down south, love my New York accent. And cheat on a man for some New York. Get mad, I pop in the clip. Pop put a symbol on a New York fit with a rusty gun, but the still spit rubber bands on the handle. The New York grip. Hard, bro. Hard. hard. And this is after. That's Return of the Mac. That's mid 2000s when, you know, was maybe some people weren't even paying attention, but just it's 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 crazy. I mean, and it's, he's one of those voices in rap that's just in my head. You know, you know what I mean? Like there are those certain people that are so a part of us because we love their music that like. I was trying to explain it to my wife. 
like it's hard to explain to someone who's not as into it as we are like it's not yeah. your life that the artist that you love and the music they love it, it, it plays it become, in, it's it's who it plays, you are it's like the soundtrack to your life basically literally like all the time though like it wasn't like i it's like the same when fife died for me it was like i don't have to go back and be like oh, i remember when i used to listen to that i still listen i'm always listening to it even if i'm not listening to it i'm listening to it like keep it thorough by prodigy i probably listen to that song once a week at least since it came out 17 years ago like from the second that song came out i was like this is the maybe the hardest rap record and for me I don't know about you. Tell me, do you is there ever a part of you, Denzel, that like some artists you love because you relate to them and some artists you love because you don't relate to them? All right. Artists I love because they relate to me was Outkast. Point blank, period. Artists that I liked because they didn't relate to me, but I just liked it was definitely Lower Infamous. Why? Definitely. The reason why, because this shit was just so dark and I felt like I was in a dark part of my life, but he went full dark. You know what I'm saying? Like he used the, Yo, I'm not really familiar was, with Lord Infamous stuff at all. All right. Um play, pull up. Shoot. Uh I'm on YouTube. Damn, damn. Uh I'll tell you want me to take what comes up? Yeah. I'll tell you which one to play. Anyone but anyone out there. Play that shit. That <laughs> shit is fire. Especially like the DJ scratches in the beginning. Play that shit. That shit hard. It's dark though. I wonder if Pro you know, Prodigy did definitely have a blog post, but how do you know when, how long Lord Infamous was out for? Prodigy definitely had a post. A where long he, time. Prodigy had a post though where he dissed anyone who put Infamous in their name ever. I wonder if that's included. Yo, no Lord idea. Infamous was out for a long time, but Let's see. you never heard him rap. I don't think so. Yo, Lord Infamous is sick. I'm gonna play you some shit, man. All right, put me on. He this joint is hard. He was part of 3 Six Mafia. He's DJ Paul's brother. DJ Paul's brother. Got it. Oh, he has been around for a long time. Yeah. And he tells like a whole story. Like, the story's sick, though. This shit is dark and dope. So why why is he was three six in general something that you liked that Hell you didn't yeah. feel you related to? Nah, I felt like when I was like going through a depression in my life. This was when like when I was like sixteen. You know what I'm saying? Like this was all I would listen to. You know what I'm saying? Just old school underground shit, including Big L, like Devil's Son. Like I like that shit because it was like it's like this, bro. You you ever watch Star Wars, bro? Star Wars? Yeah. Yep. All right, you know what a Jedi is and you know what a Sith is, right? Yeah. Okay. In order to like be balanced, right? You got to have both sides, right? For sure. Outcast was the light of my life. That was God to me. That was what I felt like was faith. You know what I'm saying? Because they was always preaching about hope and everything in the community and everything. You know what I'm saying? But when it came down to the other side, 
the dark side, you need both because you got to combat evil in some way. And you got to destroy evil by using evil. It's like fighting fire with fire. You get what I'm saying? Because they could take advantage of good. Because if you, like, just be good. Well, and a lot of, the, and a lot of artists like this, they, they, what they are were they were eyes for you to the, like, real darkness of the world. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never took, a, and I, I talked about this even with, like, G-Rap and, and Prodigy. Oh, G-Rap? Yeah. And I think Prodigy is the same thing. They did some fucked up shit, I'm sure, but a lot of it was them sort of showing you a world that existed, right? Yeah. Like on the intro to God Part Three, like they they basically murder someone in the intro. There, let me see. Hold on, let me see if it's on this version of it. It's a it's a crazy. I was playing it in the car this morning, and my wife was looking at me like, "Are they murdering someone?" And I'm like, "Well, yes," but I really do think it's part of. Um, you know, it's creating something, a scary thing for you to see. Exactly. And, 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 and they do expose you to things that maybe you wouldn't think about um, on your own. And that, you know, someone like you, it's just, that's not who you are. That's not a world you see, but it exposes you to yeah. really interesting thoughts. Like, Mob Deep was always talking about someone getting set up. And Jeez, I was like, damn, people was. set people up like that? Oh, yeah, this version skips the, the clean version skips the murder at the beginning. They're basically looking out the window and they see someone by the basketball court and they're like, yo, turn off the lights, turn off the lights. Open the window. And then you just hear the guns fire and them laughing. Murdering someone in the dark. Sinister. Sinister shit. And then it goes into this. All right now, pay attention to the crime rhyme of Zini P. Keeping you it's in perspective. More representative. Call me the specialist. Professional professor at the scrap science. Up in the laboratory. That's why you small rhyme for me. Storeboard rap ain't shit. category. Is that Elvin insane man who strike back? I talk first blood. It's over with in that stack. You wanna square off the same slice that cat. You get splashed from back of your head. That's crack. Searching for signs to the end. Well, I am that with spring. How crazy is it, by the way, that the sample is that eerie from Scarface? It's a super dark sample. Yeah. And that he uses, that they use the fucking Tribe Called Quest Bonita Applebaum drums under it. <laughs> like you Damn. take the darkest shit and you took the lightest, the lightest shit, shit and you mix them together. Bro, rap's great. I gotta tell you, I don't yeah. know if you know this. There's a lot of great stuff out here. I feel a little shitty that I knew nothing about Lord Infamous's solo career. Bro, Lord Infamous was tight, bro. Like, he basically, like, they say he created, like, the Migos flow and all that shit. Like, all that derived from him. You know what I'm saying? Like, the flow. Like, listen to um, um, Where the Bud At. Listen to That's um, a big one here, too, I see. Yeah. Where it's the second Not one. Not Where Is the Bud, Where the Bud At. Like, the original. Like, the original. Not original. Where Is the Bud. Yeah, Where the Bud At. It was from, like, the Three Six Mafia. Like, when it was going by Triple Six Mafia back in the day. Let's see. It still says, where is the bud? Wait, play it. Just let's play see. it, and let's I'll see. let you know which one it is. No, no, not that one. Not this one. This was the remake. Like, he redid it again. Still tough, though. Go to the Triple Six Underground Tape Volume 1. Go to that one. It's, it looked like it's a gray cover. Okay. Let's see if I can find that. Six, six. Triple Six, Triple Six? Yeah, Triple Six Mafia. Triple Six Mafia Underground, Volume 1? Yeah. Okay, let's see. All right, you see the great cover, right? Hold on, hold on, it's coming up, yeah. All right, now go there, go to the um description. Okay. And look for Where's the Bud. So the, there, it's Where the Bud at. Yeah, Where the Bud at, exactly. This is the original. We found it. 
by the way, and I don't care. I know some people will judge me on everything. Watch this. I did, I did not know any early 3-6 like this. Hey, bro. It's, it goes way back, like 90s. Not, like we, had Paul, we had Paul on the podcast, and he went back, and I, it was definitely predates my... I knew their name, but that's I'd see them in the source. That's it. Uh, Pre-internet days. It was pretty regional. This is like early Juicy J, DJ yeah. Paul shit. Like, People keep asking me, like, are they, are you talking to Denzel or Zeltron? I keep saying Zeltron. Sometimes I just wonder why come I commit all these murders when full of the gut. I smoke at the second, I load up the full metal jacket like I'm in a trunk. The drummer begins to blow up, I'm corrupt off the un. Yeah, end up blush like bust when I light up the fuse, a lot of niggas ain't done. Just then I pace with the Nina, the Nina. I roll up a blizzard as big as my finger. Watch as I choke out the split and rip up niggas like Wilson Curry. Yeah, cheap enough reaper to cover a hundred acres down in Panama. When the smoke. So, how much would you listen to stuff like this? Like a, a lot. A lot of that. <laughs> a lot. A lot of triple six early. And that's how I learned how to flow. Who put you onto it, though? Because you're young. Because this shit's old. Bro, internet. <laughs> oh, see, yo, it's so crazy too. Like, I just find that shit, man. It was like, I just found that shit around that time. What other, what other shit from just when you were a kid? Like other things you discovered on the internet, music wise. Big L, Big L, Devil Son. I discovered him when I was like twelve, and no one told you about it. It was just something that you like. Mm, yeah, pick it was up just here. on the internet. Now, when I first heard Devil Son, that shit scared the fuck out it's of like me. It's like a horror movie. I was like, this, man, I had this bugged out dream last night that I was the Devil Son. B, I was doing some ill shit. <laughs> Then he snuffles Nas. When I was 12, I went to hell for snuffing Jesus. I was like, I went to hell for Jesus. When my mama heard this shit, that I was listening to this shit, she was whoop my ass for If you guys have never heard this before, Big Al goes far, I'm warning you. Super far. Al's a rebel, on a higher level, go get the shovel. Cause I'm the only son of the motherfucking devil. It's a fact, I'm living foul, black nigga should've known I was sick from the shit. It's straight up a horror movie. That's the thing. This is like, this is very, that verse, this verse in Devil Son is very akin to like, did you see Rob Zombie's remake of Halloween? Yeah, I actually did. So when, when, when they go, what I love about that Halloween is that Rob goes back and shows the Michael Myers childhood, like much more. Well, yeah, where he was just bad, like he was the fucking devil son. And that's like what that song is. And I love that there's that place in rap too. And like, so you could, people used to want to call shit like horrorcore or, or whatever. Yeah. It's, I mean, which is fine. It, it doesn't matter, but like, I just love, all, I'm into it too. I love all the sides of it. Like Ebro said, he didn't ever listen to, he listened to Infamous, but besides that, didn't listen to a ton of Mob because it was so, so dark. And I do think that on a subconscious level, the reason you find a lot of kids that me, like me that love it is that when you're from the suburbs and you live a life that is pretty uh, fortunate and light, you, you, you crave the darkness. Yeah. You want to see it. Like you, there was a little bit of that, of like, you want to be like, yo, is this a real life? Like, like you yeah, wanted I, to be mysterious. Yeah. Like and that. like, is that how much of it's real? How much, how much were they, are they really living that life? And, and I'm sure it's a blurry line of, 
some things are real and some things obviously like nah, I, some people do live that life Others no. just like no listen I'm, and i'm sure some of the things for example mob talked about was based on a lot of real experiences some of it was shit that they were like imagine if it went worse or what stories we've heard you know what i'm saying or shit they seen right it happens because it's it's interesting because like isn't it weird like you could you have to be such an artist to be able to talk about those things so eloquently so like prodigy you know i know he saw a lot of shit but at the same time prodigy was an artist like yeah. be very clear like from the time he was little like he was he a was. dancer he did have, he always was an artist yeah i heard he was a dancer through that summer jam yeah, shit. yeah yeah exactly and the funny thing is as the years went on he was never embarrassed about that like he talked he's like yeah i was i was in ballet i was a dance. like my mom his mom was a professional singer his, his grandfather was a musician so like he was always doing music and then he went and found the trouble you know like they he moved to queensbridge and they found the trouble and then you know, saw a lot more shit. But he was, I mean, him and Havoc were out when they were fucking 16. Go watch the, the video for Hit It From The Back on their first album before The Infamous. They're children. Was it Hell On Earth? No, that's the, that's the album after The Infamous. The oh, first okay. album's called Juvenile Hell. Juvenile Hell was with the kids album. And, and Juvenile Hell, they're straight up like the youngsters. Like they were ki a kid group. And it was hard. They were still rapping about hard shit. But on The Infamous was when they sort of figured it out a little bit and they met q-tip and they and large professor well they met large professor and primo on the first album q-tip on the second album and okay. helped teach them like how to sort of develop this sound and that turned into what was the real sound of the infamous but then they like how nas did right yeah With, um illmatic yeah exactly it's like it's just a matter of these producers helping you you know shape that sound and when you and the you know they're, they're kids how old were you when you started getting serious about rap shit I got serious about rap. Like, the last time we talked, I got serious about rap when I got kicked out, and I was, like, 16 years old, but I was doing shit since I was, like, 12. So, like, but in your teens when you started getting real, like, finding this was something you were super interested in? Yes, yeah, super. Did you have anyone who was, like, helping shape your stuff? Was it all figuring it out by yourself, trial and error? I mean, at first it was figuring out by myself, and then when I met my manager, Mark, we met at a show that I was performing at. This was way back in the day in like 2011 when I was with Raider Clan and shit, when I was with um, Space Ghost Purp and all them boys. And like, I met him there. And then when we started working on like nostalgia and shit, cause my form, like I was shaping my music already from the three pe previous mixtapes I did from King Remember It, King of the Mischief Yourself, and then Strictly For My Raiders is when I was like, okay, I'm finna do, try to do shit more like stylized and good. You feel me? Like a whole theme around sure. it. Sure. And then Nostalgic happened, and Nostalgic was a well-thought-out project. Like, even it, more well-thought-out. Right, right, right. And, and was it like a group effort, you guys all together, sort of having other ears on your stuff, or was it just natural development of who you became as a person? It was like, it was like, um, yeah, you got to repeat that question. I like like in, in finding that you were making projects that were more thematic, was that because you guys would discuss these things or it just kind of happened on your own? Like We was discussing. We was discussing everything. And then I made a track list. I made a track list of like the tracks I wanted to name. And some of them made the cut. Like some, like tracks like Dark and Violent made the cut. N64 made the cut. Threats made the cut. And that was the biggest song on the project. And he suggested, you should do a song about your hood. And then Zone 3 ended up coming about. So... Most of those tracks was already, like, written out. But everything else that didn't follow through were, like, in the dust because it was replaced with tracks that I made 
around that time when I was making N64. Um, and real quick, because apparently now I have uh, we have other guests here, large former basketball players. Um, where could people go find the the new project? Which one? Well, when the time people see this, it's out. Which one? Monday. Which one? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Stop messing with me. I'll just fuck with you. <laughs> Drop Monday, right? <laughs> yeah. So where iTunes everywhere? SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, iGoon, whatever. And how many tracks are on this? Shit. So just hit them with a quick little five. Quick little five. Hold these. Hold these five. Yeah. And oh. then and then when are you coming back again with a full thing? Or am I just old and you don't even think about things like that? No, I think about things well, like well thought out. No, I don't mean that well thought out. I just mean I have a traditional thought process. Like you drop an EP and then you drop an album. And some people don't think about it that way anymore. It's like we drop a Maybe five. Maybe I will. Right? Maybe I won't. See? Maybe exactly. I will not drop an album. Maybe I would drop an EP. Who knows? We don't know. Zeltron knows, though. Zeltron knows. Um, yeah. Zeltron. Denzel Curry, thank you for coming by and just having a chat about hip-hop. I enjoyed that. Oh, yeah. Cool, I think man. I may take this conversation and make it the first of a new thing for me to do because I don't have my... I, I, I put my old podcast, Juan Epstein, on hiatus. I mean, it would help out the whole, like, community, you feel me? Because there's shit they could take from that, too. You're not. They don't have to really be influenced by it, but, you know what I'm saying, just be aware because history has a funny way of repeating itself, you dig? Facts. So, so you, may have, you may have inspired me today. But Probably. By when I asked you the question of like, what do you want to talk about? And you're like, I just want to have a conversation. Exactly. Because a lot of times that's really what I need to be doing on these interviews. Because like when I try to make them for my Sunday night show, that has one purpose. But the purpose of how this lives on the internet is a different purpose. And like the last time you came here, like fucking half a million people saw it. So it's it, there's a cool thing there. Thank you for inspiring me. Oh, you're welcome. What'd you say? Let's say like, should we get like a little For the radio? Oh, it, but you, you're saying, oh, I can still incorporate okay, okay. Jessica, my friend Jessica doing her job, by the way. Um, and I appreciate that. Jessica, I mean, uh, tell them real quick. Um, Denzel, tell them real quick. The name of the EP. 13. Five songs. Five songs. And iTunes everywhere in the world that you want to find it. Exactly. And get familiar. And if people want to find all your old material, that's all on iTunes and everything too. Nope. Because if you want to find my first three mixtapes, Go on that piff and put in Denzel Aquarius hyphen killer curry. That's how you'll find me. <laughs> okay. And then if you want to find nostalgic, tell all my fans, I'm gonna put that shit back up. Three two Zell, Planet Shrooms, all that shit. That shit's about to go back up soon. You feel me? Either way it go, I'm gonna make sure it get back up so y'all can bump it on your phones and shit. So be aware. You know what I mean? From Denzel so, Curry's mouth. Yeah. But like if you want to find nostalgia, just go on YouTube, listen to that thing. Or you could go on hey, is it still on SoundCloud? Yeah, go on my SoundCloud and bump it, too, because it's still there, too. Like, they could still bump this shit. I don't know why people think, oh, don't go. So it's there. Yeah. All right, well, keep looking. Yo, Denzel, great seeing you, bro. Oh, already. Cheers. Great seeing you, too, bro. All right, man.